1: The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org.
2: Where do you get your strength? Let me tell you where I get mine. I get mine from where the psalmist got his. He said, my help comes from the Lord. Can you say that? My help comes from oh, I I want you to experience the help of God. God wants you to experience the help of Him.
1: Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus.
2: Well, the book of Habakkuk is a tremendous book. To help us, It's only three little chapters, but all oh, the insight that it gives to us to, talk, uh, uh, to share with us and talk to us about how to, how to embrace and how to accept. Now I'm going to turn over, and if you have your Bible, just turn over to the first chapter and, and listen to this man, this prophet, this one ordained of God, this holy man of God. Listen to him. You know, I think we've all been there sometime or other. But he really spells it out. He said, verse 2, how long, O Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen? God, you're not listening to me. That's what he is saying. He's frustrated. He's mixed up. He's a little bit upset with God. And then he goes on, he said, I cry out to you for and I, I vengeance, violence, but you do not save. There were things going on in his country, in his land, in his city, in his family. A violence was going on. And he said, But God, you're not stopping the violence. Now, you know what went on out in Denver, Colorado, don't you, this past week? People are hurting. It went on down here in Virginia not too long ago. Friend, what's it going to take? How close does it have to come to your home and mine? before we we really turn to the Lord and seek God and and get our hearts right with God and get our mind and our heart and our aspirations off of other things and our affections set upon Him. I mean, how close does it have to hit home? Look at this man. He said, why do you make me look at injustice? Things aren't fair in this life. They're unjust. And why, God, do you tolerate wrong? Now, you could have stopped that out there in Denver. You're God. These wars, these bloodsheds, this, these shootings, uh, these rapes, uh, why do you allow this to happen? This is, this is not right. And you're God. We had prayed that you would stop it. And, and the statistics say it's getting worse. Friends, your kids aren't grown up yet. Some of them. He said, why do you tolerate wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict. And he says, the law is paralyzed. He said, the law has, we've got all kinds of laws, but they're not stopping anything. Well, this is what was going on in this man. And he was just absolutely frustrated. Small book, only three chapters. Now, we turn the pages over to chapter three, and there's been a great change. A tremendous change. A change that God wrote here that happened in Habakkuk that God wants you to experience because your life and mine will be better, happier, more successful, and joyous but if we look at all the problems, the violence, the marriage breakups, the, the disobedient children, the rebellious children, uh, if we look at that and keep looking on that and keep trying to fix it, we're only going to wear ourselves out and frustrate ourselves. But there's a God that can turn things around. God can turn things around. But before, you know what he, who he's going to turn around? He's going to turn you around. <laughs> That's who he turns around boy i wish god would fix that man no god needs to fix this man god needs to fix this woman it's me oh me oh lord standing in the need of prayer now the end of the book of Habakkuk, he no longer is looking at the earthly things that are going on around him his thoughts are on things that are above he has fixed his hope on heaven on the lord God has become his source of strength and joy. He has gone, listen to this, he has gone from complaining to confidence. Now the things you complain about, you complain about it today, you complain about it tomorrow, you complain about it next week, you complain about it next month, you keep saying the same thing over and over. Maybe you use a different word, or, but it is basically the same thing. Friend, when are you going to get yourself fixed? <laughs> When are you going to allow God to do a miracle of his grace in your life? Well, look at verse 19. Well, in verse 2, he's saying, how long must I cry and call for help and you don't listen? Now we come over to chapter 3 and verse 19, and he says, the sovereign Lord is my strength. Read that on the screen with me. Now, why the difference? Here he is saying, I pray, God, you don't answer. I ask you hard questions, I never get a clear answer. There's injustice, there's pain, there's rape, there's starvation. Things are terrible. The the country he was in was Judah, and uh, here they were under a threat of an invasion from the north, from Babylon. He said, God, nothing's going right. Nothing's going right. And now... Three chapters later, the sovereign Lord is my strength. Now, what a difference from the beginning of the book to the end of the book. What a difference from complaining to confidence, from doubt to trust. Now, what changed Habakkuk? If I can find out, if you can find out, if you will listen and hear, and I will listen and hear and find out what changed him, thank God I now know what can change me. And what can change you? What made the difference for him to come to the place where he could say, the sovereign Lord is my strength? You see, sovereign means God's in charge. God is supreme. God has all authority. And if God is allowing it to happen, then we have to trust him and wait upon him until the time is right for him to make the changes that he wants to make. Sometimes God holds back when we pray. Sometimes God waits. Sometimes God delays. But listen, friend, God's delays are not his denials. God's going to come through. And if it hasn't happened yet for you, keep trusting and keep believing. God loves you. He cares for you. You're the very apple of his eye. God has a plan, a plan to do good. He's going to bring good out of evil. He's going to bring beauty out of ashes. I'm talking about the things that are going on in your life right now. Now I'm going to go to one of the most beloved promises in the Bible. One of the most beloved promises, Romans 8:28. Would you put it on the screen and let's read it together. We have quoted it, we've thought about it, we've read it, we have preached from it, but here it is. It never changes. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. Now this verse has helped people trust God through the experiences that, I mean experiences that are utterly pointless. There are things that will happen that just utterly pointless. It makes no sense. It didn't have to happen that way. It's just pointless. We've got this verse, and it has helped me. It's helped you. It's helped many of God's people. This verse is a foundation stone. It's a rock to stand on. It's a place where I can be to face the future, to confront any destiny. Now, notice it said, And we know there's a lot of God's people that don't know anything but what they're feeling right now and the pity that they're experiencing. That's the only thing they know. What will bless me and help me? Friends, there's things about God that we can yet know and yet discover. We know that all things work together. Notice it says all things. Say it with me. All things. things. Not just easy things. Not just nice things. Friends, God is not in everything that makes you happy. Oh, I'm happy. Oh, God's blessing me. Maybe he is and maybe he isn't. He is in happy experiences. But it says all things, hard things, bitter things, unlovely things. We know. Have we gotten to the place that we know that? Have we grown there and matured to that place that we we know That all things work together. Now now notice it doesn't work together for good on its own. It just doesn't happen that it's just gonna turn out on its own. I look out and I see gazelle. Wave, we've had us gazelle. There she is. Cancer destroying her, hurting her. You're free now, aren't you? Completely free.
1: Pastor Morris will return in a moment With the conclusion of today's message Following an invitation for you to learn more About the Largo Community Church By visiting our website Largocc.org There you'll find links to all the ministries The church has to offer Including Sunday school Men's and women's fellowships Small groups Youth ministries And many more There's also a link for you to join our live worship services every Sunday morning at 9 and 11 o'clock and a donation tab where you can partner with us in reaching the metropolitan area with the Healing Word Ministry. We invite you to visit largocc.org and get involved in our dynamic and growing ministry, the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. Now, let's return to the conclusion of today's message.
2: He is the one. He is the one. I need to say that one again. God is the one that's making all things work together for good. If you just wait and wait and wait, they're not going to work together for good on their own. It's got to be you and God praying and believing and trusting. How many phone calls and the testimonies that Gazelle called and we rejoiced and prayed over the phone and rejoiced and she came through. Uh, victorious that she's here today but but all things now listen to this friend I have I've got to read it to you because I can't got, got it all I won't come out right if I don't but listen to this all things are working together for good when mystery engulfs us and the enemies assail us, and friends may desert us, and Satan may buffet us, and sorrows may overwhelm us, and poverty may threaten us, and sickness may weaken us, and despair may overtake us, and dark clouds may overshadow us. All things working together for good. All things. Uh, Again, they don't just work together for good. Everything that's going on in your life isn't good. And everything that is going on in your life isn't working together for good. And you're just going to say, well, time heals all. No, there's only one that heals all. And that's God. That's your Lord. That's God. Now, what you see today is not something that you're going to always experience. Without... Without standing up and saying anything, I want to see the hands of those people who are really wrestling with something. Some pain, some hurt, might be physical, it might be emotional, might be financial, but but it's not pleasant right now. You're going through some things, you may even have some questions about what you're going through. You've even prayed about it, but you haven't received a clear answer yet, but you're still looking. Let me see your hands. Okay. All right. You can put them down. Now, notice again, all things are working together for good, for good, for good. Aren't you feeling good, Gazelle? (laughs) Picking on you today, aren't I? But you're right in front of me. (laughs) All things. See, what you see today is not the way it's always going to be. Jesus spoke to Lazarus' sisters who were weeping and crying. Lazarus was dead. That's all they could see. Now, here's how we look. We look at things that are. And even though things change, we don't see the change. We keep looking back at things that were, and we bring it into the present and think that the way things were are still going on right now. We're still fretting over something back there, and everything has changed but my eyesight and where I'm looking. So here is Lazarus talking to these two sisters. Lazarus is in the ground. He's dead. His body is in the state of decay. There's no doubt about it. That's a fact. But if you keep looking at the grave, if you keep looking at the darkness, if you keep looking at the decay, if you keep looking at what you've lost, that's all you're ever going to see. But Jesus comes to these dear sisters and says, If you believe, you will see the glory of God. Move that stone away. Take that stone away. Get it out of my sight. I'm going to do something. If you believe, if you will trust me, the glory, the splendor, you'll look back and say, Wow, you know, I suffered and fretted and agonized. All that time, and I could have gotten over it and moved beyond it so long ago and not gone through all that agony and all that pain. Now, Isaiah 50, uh, 35 says this something is going to burst into bloom. There's going to be great rejoicing and shouts of joy. They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. They're going to see it, they're going to experience it. If you believe, hey, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, if you believe. If, If, boy, that's a big word, only two little letters. But if you believe, you're going to see the glory of God. Now he says, the sovereign Lord is my strength. The sovereign Lord is, now notice that word is, that's present tense is that's right now friend you don't have to wait you can start talking to God right now you can find joy in Jesus right now you can find that inner healing right now I'm talking now notice what I said that inner healing right now this situation out there may not yet be fixed but you are fixed you're fixed for glory you're fixed for joy You're fixed for happiness. You're fixed to live overcoming. I can't change the situation. I can't do much out there. But Jesus can raise Lazarus. Jesus can stop the tears of the sisters. Jesus can do it once I believe and trust him. Jesus will do it. Not only will he take care of me now, but he's going to take care of the situation. He said, the Lord is my strength. Now, where do you get your strength? He said, I'll tell you. If it it were not for whatever, (laughs) if it were not for my friend that I talked to, if it were not for the alcohol, if it were not for that vacation, if it were not for my children, if it were not for my job, friends, you're down here. Thank God for all of those things. They are gifts that you and I are to thank God for, but those things can't fix it. But only God and you alone at an altar of prayer can make that thing happen. Where do you get your strength? Let me tell you where I get mine. I get mine from where the psalmist got his. He said, my help comes from the Lord. Can you say that? My help comes from the Lord. Oh, I, I want you to experience the help of God. God wants you to experience the help of God. That's why he put it on my heart to bring this message to you. My help comes from the Lord. I don't know what a day is going to bring forth. Sometimes I can sort of guess. I can anticipate. But sometimes things happen during the day that are completely unexpected. Whatever a day is going to bring forth. But the scripture says in Deuteronomy 33, As thy day, so shall thy strength be. Now that's a rock to stand on. As thy day, so shall thy strength be. Now in verse 19, he said he's going to make our feet like the feet of a deer. I want to ask you a question, friend. I'm going to ask you again. I, I did it just a moment ago. Is there a mountain in your way, something imp- impossible to move beyond? You may have been here before, but here you are again. But there's that mountain. Now, notice he said he's going to make our feet like, like a deer's feet. There, there, there might be a problem, a, a difficulty a trial that, that just is standing up and looming before you as a mighty mountain and, and you can't get around it, you, 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 you can't uh, tunnel through it, you can't tunnel under it, you can't scale it. I mean, there's something so big in your life and you're still fighting it. You're still hurt by it. You're still pining by it because of it. Friend, today you need... Just mustard seed faith. Yeah. That's all. The grain of a mustard seed. That mountain, that trial, that difficulty, that problem that is there before you. Caleb, remember Joshua and Caleb? And when Moses died, Joshua became the leader of the people of Israel. And when they got into the promised land, Joshua was the one that doled out the land. He said, I'm going to give you 100 acres. I'm going to give you 1,000 acres. He was the one that was doling out the land. Remember, it was Joshua and Caleb that went into the promised land, and they came back, and they said, we can, we can win the victory. We can take the land. And other people said, oh, there's giants up there. You know, we, we, can't, we can't do it. Joshua and Caleb said, we can do it. And so the, the majority won. You know, democracy isn't always the, the most perfect way to go. <laughs> It's God's way. <laughs> if you believe, you'll see the glory of God. But here is Caleb. Listen to this. He's an old man, 85 years old. And you know, I'm going to be around for a while. I don't... <laughs> 85 years old. And he said to his friend Joshua, you're doling out the land. You see that big mountain with the giants on it, with the enemies on it, with all those obstacles on it? Dear brother Joshua, give me that mountain. I'll take the mountain. Hallelujah. (laughs) What mountain is in your way? What's keeping you from growing and moving forward? What's keeping the joy and the happiness? What looms before you? Friend, just tell the Lord today. God, that mountain, I can't take it myself, but you're going to give me the feet of a deer. You're going to elevate me, and you're going to plant my feet in higher places. I'm going to ascend that mountain. I'm I'm just tired of of cowering down before that mountain. I'm going over the top in the name of Jesus. I'm going to be victorious, and I'm going to win. I'm going to win in Jesus' name. I'll conquer the mountain. An old man, 85. Friend, You senior citizens, you're getting really with it right now, and I'm so glad that you are. I'm inspired because I'm a senior citizen. I don't know whether you know that or not, but but I've entered that, and we're going over the top. We're going to take the mountain for Jesus. We're going to take the mountain for Jesus. We're going to scale it. He said, you make my feet like deer's feet, meaning when I begin going up that mountain, I'm not going to slip. You know, we walk in slippery places, but I'm not going to slip. I'm not going to fail. I'm going to plant my feet, In the name of Jesus and I'm going to stand and I'm going to keep going higher and I'm going to keep walking in higher places. You know, there's a song that says, I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Amen. That's his blessing to you today.
1: We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry and consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on The Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. And friend, you can now access audio versions of The Healing Word anytime by going to oneplace.com and searching for The Healing Word. Video versions of the messages are available at lightsource.com. So why not go there today and receive your blessing? Again, that's OnePlace.com and LightSource.com and search for The Healing Word. Be sure to tune in Monday at the same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until then, blessings on you.